Welcome back. This is the Woman Weapon Podcast. I'm Rachel Eliza. Don't forget, woman, you're a weapon. I'm sure you haven't forgotten. I hope you haven't fucking forgot. But in case you need the reinforcement, she's there. So this was my first Zoom podcast. Therefore, moreover, henceforth, I forgot to do an introduction. So what this episode is, is... We're talking to Clara Rhodes, who's a great friend of mine. She's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's done our song. She's done our logo, she does some graphic design. She is just at the beginning stages of her music career. So we touch a little bit about that and also her Depop career because she's been quite successful on there and I know it's something that quite a lot of people are trying to get into. Um, and we're so similar, D- similar, can I speak English? We are both introverts who consider ourselves empaths and uh, we're creatives. So we kind of have a lot of similar feelings and views on certain things. So it's been interesting to talk about that. If you are like us and you're also an introvert who's an empath, then you'll probably relate quite a lot. So yeah, let's get into the episode. You do Depop, you're a singer. Yeah, I've always I've always loved singing, um, but I think growing up where we grew up and going to the school that we went to, I just literally thought it was just like, like I felt like when I said I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an artist. It was like me saying I wanted to be like a unicorn. Yes, it's like I never pursued it seriously, but I always had this kind of belief that it was going to happen. Strangely. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know how to kind of get there. Long story short, I ended up going to Edinburgh Uni and I got there and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I don't like any of this. I don't want to be a translator or whatever I would end up being. Um, And I was far from home and everything. And I just thought, this isn't worth it. I don't don't know what I'm doing. So I dropped out. Well, it was in that time I kind of got really depressed, basically, like the first semester my parents had like split up like the year before and it was all just like a bit of a melting pot but it was being alone and realizing that I didn't want to do those things that I realized like right what do I want to do and I had to really like sit down with myself I think that's the first time I've really had like a proper like talk with myself the only thing that I kind of that gave me enjoyment in that time was still like music making music so I thought, right, fuck it, I'm just going to try and do this. Like, how, how do I do this? How do people do it? And then I realised that Leeds College of Music had ex- existed, which school never told me about. Got in, did music production, because I thought, if I want to send demos to labels or whatever, I'm going to have to learn how to make my songs. Mm. I can't rely on someone else to do it for me. And I don't have, you know, 100 quid to go to a studio for an hour. I'd made a couple of demos. And this is getting into, like, the Depop era. Mm. Um, I had been working at like bars since I was like 16 and I'd met my boyfriend by this point and he had some savings together Um, and I was always complaining because I was working at a golf club and like all these old men would like whistle at you for drinks and complain about the smell of the perfume affecting the pint I just couldn't stand it anymore Mm. so he was like right because I'd done Depop on and off while I'd in that sort of gap year period and he was like right why don't we find an actual 
wholesale supplier like why don't we do this properly so that you know you can just replace it as a part-time job and it'll be great because then you don't have to ask for a holiday you know if you need yeah. to do a gig you can just do it because you're your own boss kind of thing and he lent me a bit of money for my first bit of stock and within about a month I'd like paid him back oh sweet so that was a quick turnaround yeah it's also nice to hear that like you went into it with the plan of this is going to replace my shitty job and a lot of people say you know oh you have to start these things purely for enjoyment and not with the focus being financially i think i think you've definitely got to have there's got to be areas about it that like you know you're going to enjoy anyway like i knew that like i'd enjoy the kind of styling things or whatever even though i look back at some of the pictures and i cringe the hell out of them but that happens with every creative person though there's dance stuff that i I made like two years ago and I look back at like on my iPad really bad quality videos of it and I'm like wow that's really what I thought was good at the time. But I think with Depop it's quite important to do it to 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 like know that there's probably going to be a year where you it, it needs to be a side thing it can't be like don't expect it to be paying your bills kind of thing but yeah it was a good six months before I started seeing a proper return for myself because the money I was making I was reinvested in into the business to buy more stock it's a lot of work and it was every night you know uploading stock or taking pictures for two three hours it's really hard but when it starts to pay off it, it really starts to pay off yeah. So, yeah it is about the hustle though and about like you just said, when other people be doing, you know, watching Love Island or something, you've got to sacrifice that hour or two of downtime because you want to build something, because you want to make something of this. <laughs> it becomes battle of the fittest. And it's like the people who really want it will persevere and will get to doing it. But the people who are kind of half-assed and are like, oh, this is a lot more effort than I realised, they're the ones who will not persevere, you know? yeah and I think that's another thing about like for some reason I've always had quite a good work ethic and drive with the depop thing something that really spurred me on was literally just money like like if I didn't do it then I wouldn't be able to or well not that I wouldn't be able to eat I would be able to ask my parents can you lend me yeah quid here but it would be lending it to me you know and I don't like taking mm. money off people at, you kind of got to think of every little tenor as like, what can I do with this? How can I make this into a hundred? Right. Mm. I mean, and that requires a lot of patience as well, which people don't. And self-discipline. Yeah. And people love to like harp on about self-love in the kind of way that they do on Instagram. It's kind of made self-love as a phrase seem really like not authentic self-love is also self-respect is also self-discipline you need yeah. to be disciplined enough with yourself to be like like what you said i'm not gonna be down in the dumps therefore have a mad night out and then you know figure out my, my troubles tomorrow what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have the discipline to be like no how can i make this tenor work for me right now and give me more opportunities like give me more food next week pay my rent stuff like that yeah definitely i think self-love i think really was a phrase probably coined more to do with like body confidence and stuff yeah perhaps and then i think it has kind of been 
bashed around so much it's one of these phases like you know we were saying like manifestation where you just read it and the word kind of no longer means anything to you but you still say yeah. it without computing what you're actually saying yeah. uh, and I, I know I can think of a few characters I've come across in my days <laughs> they're like all for self-love and self-love to them means never admitting fault never. Mm. like always being nice to themselves even when they don't deserve it <laughs> honestly right you just got onto something there because something that i've been thinking recently is self-discipline is self-love and self-love requires you to not always be easy on yourself you know yeah. everyone goes oh be kind to yourself yes be kind to yourself but also have your best intentions at heart like yeah. instead of every time you you know have a shit hour of your day instead of throwing away the whole day and going all right I'm just gonna chill then I'm just gonna have a self-care day there will be days when actually that is not working in your favor that's a day you need to just push through and do the shit that needs to be done because you don't know in the next few days you might get COVID and then you really won't be able to do that work that you could have done before and then you'll really feel like shit it's balance isn't it like yeah. I think the most important yeah. thing about life is 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 balance and like for sure learning about one side of things thinking about something from one perspective like yeah take, take that example you've had a bit of a shit day and you think part of you thinks right okay well I could throw the day away and I could just focus on myself today and I could you know paint my toenails and you know do my fake tan whatever it is but then you need to like try with everything you think about to like counter that and be like okay what's the counter argument for this yeah. and then when you've thought of both things then think okay what's the best option and then the best option would probably be right I'm gonna have a two-hour break I'm gonna watch something nice that I enjoy watching and just paint my toenails and then later on I'm gonna go and like start this essay and do it till four o'clock you know and you kind of get the both best of both worlds yeah definitely with people that just go like so one way and like so another yeah if, if it's from the perspective of like your best friend you know someone who really knows you if you're complaining to them about like oh this has just happened oh I don't feel like doing the work I should be doing I don't feel like doing these jobs that I need to get done there'll be times when your best friend will be like no do it you'll feel better for it they'll be like I know you I know you'll be more pissed off tomorrow if you haven't done it having a best mate is so beneficial someone someone like that that'll kind of tell you it objectively is exactly that they're telling you it objectively because they themselves aren't going through it so they don't have the emotions attached to whatever it is yeah and I think so many people I think that's probably like one of the biggest things that self-growth does is teaches you somewhere along the line that like your emotions are a completely separate thing from the objective truth of what is happening mm. and like there are so many times where my initial reaction my initial reaction to something I feel like I feel things quite deeply and quite intensely mm. I don't know, it's like normal but like so my reaction to something on the inside will be like feels like someone's like stabbed me in the chest and I'm like I'm really mm. upset about that like I could just like burst into I'm really upset but then my brain sometimes will be like you feel so disproportionately upset about this because this is such a stupid minute thing mm. but too many people will just react based off the emotion and yeah like, well, I feel really upset about it therefore it must be something to validly feel upset about yeah I mean we are like so, such similar people I know. I, are you quite an empath do you consider yourself an empath 
Yeah, too much, I think. Same. And do you consider yourself an introvert? Because I do. Yes. <laughs> right. I think that's the thing. It's being an introvert and having like, enjoying your own time and having a lot of introspection and like being quite an observer. Yeah. And then also being an empath where you just feel so deeply and like you just want to take away all the burdens of other people and like yeah you know, then I think that that's why we get blunt because we get frustrated that other people aren't like that because mm-hmm. I feel like I put so much of myself into the people I surround myself with and if I don't get it back then mm-hmm. I get fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah like that from everyone yeah exactly it's like yeah you can't expect everyone to love the way that you love yeah but it's a bit of bitter pill to swallow yeah like well if I can be like this for someone why can't someone be like this for me Mm. Mm, but it's definitely the mixture of being an empath and being an introvert because those two just allow for like (laughs) the thoughts the emotions the feelings to really get deep yeah by definition you're removing distraction when you're an introvert Mm. so it allows for the introspection if you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know, if you're around people constantly that you, you have less time to reflect and think and yeah have you. but mm-hmm. I often like question that because I'm like am I an introvert I think so because I feel like when I'm around people for too long especially if they're people that I'm not completely comfortable around um mm-hmm. it's like I've got a mental battery that does not last very long <laughs> at all honestly and if there's a group of people right I'll be quite loud and people who I'm comfortable around will say that I'm quite gobby and quite loud and I can be blunt or abrasive or whatever the people who I'm not comfortable around and who maybe don't know me as well they think like I'm bubbly and and really sweet and stuff and I'm like no one who's close to me would call me bubbly tell you that for a fact like I'm a nice person a kind person I've got a lot of good qualities I'm not bubbly like and it is the whole thing of who you're comfortable around and especially if I'm in a big group of people I like have a very finite resource of energy to give out yeah but in a group of like four people maybe four or five I'll like four or five people or less I'm quite like on form if it's more than that I really get depleted and I get so tired like physically mentally I'm like I have to have my own time after this to like recharge Same. I literally be on my own in my room I think for me it's not necessarily the size of the group like this for me isn't draining because I'm talking about something like I feel like I'm I'm being about I'm, I'm talking about things that I genuinely think about all the time yeah and the conversation with someone that also relates and is enjoying the conversation I hope Um, you know engaging and stuff so it's like it's not mentally draining because I don't I suppose I suppose what it is is like anxiety it's removing the anxiety whereas Mm. if I'm around someone where it's like we don't really have a lot in common maybe don't share the same sense of humor or we've just met or something um and I've got to do small talk oh (laughs) my mental battery will go down like as if it's just been hit by a brick Mm. because that 
because that's almost like more taxing for your energy to have to keep up small talk stuff that you don't actually care to talk about there's that kind of buzzing thing of like are they judging me like mm, the anxiety yeah. and like thinking you know, I, I get it to this point where if it is in that scenario someone that i don't really know i i have to remind myself listen properly to what they're saying and then like react and then say something else but anxiety makes you while they're talking you're thinking of your next response or your next thing to say i think that's why sometimes people think that i'm confident when i'm not because it's like you say you, you like i suppose my coping mechanism in that scenario often is just like just talk just keep talking mm-hmm. like you keep talking and you keep coming across like hey, smiley whatever yeah it'll be fine and hope you'll you know if you keep talking you'll land upon something that you can both actually talk about um so I think people think initially I'm like confident or whatever but I suppose it's a bit of a front I don't like the word front because it I think usually that's used to describe people that are kind of fake or whatever I think all of us are fake in certain scenarios yeah just because we have to kind of you can't be your complete self around everyone you first yeah you know you don't you don't know what their sense of humor is or what their sensitivities are or what but yeah I think it's putting on that front because it's it's like I suppose like an active conscious thing you're having to like do all the time Mm. is what drains your energy rather than a situation like this where no front nothing just talking about what you genuinely think and yeah and this is a conversation that we would have if it's not recorded yeah I mean like and it's that's kind of also why I wanted to do this podcast because I guess I've called it like interviews before but it really isn't an interview like I don't have a list of questions I just it's important to have like an organic conversation have you seen uh Joe Rogan Joe Rogan I have I've subscribed to it but I haven't actually um watched any yet it's like this it's kind of like he it's like they just chat for like two hours but he kind of steers the conversation sometimes like if what they've said hasn't come across clearly he'll try and get them to phrase it clearly and stuff but it's nice because it's like you say especially during corona it's like it's nice to just stick stuff on and feel like it's almost like yeah you're you're like sat with two friends that you just can't talk to but yeah Yeah, following I follow like loads of people because I hear them on podcasts or I see them in YouTube videos and I'm like oh they seem like someone that I'd be friends with (laughs) same but I think you know these people where they're like oh like most of my friends I've met online like influencers and stuff and I'm like but how like how how has that happened like that's sliding into the DMs <laughs> for friendship. I'd feel so weird doing that. Yeah. But some people are not introverts. Yeah, that's true. But I guess it's it's easier to do it in the DMs than it is like making new friends in person. You know? I think so. I don't know. Unless like unless you're put in an envir- environment like work or education. It's but like, then, like, as adults, when do people ever create new friendships or relationships which are not associated with work or uni? Yeah, it's got to be a very, like, unique circumstance. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting, like, when things start opening up again. Mm. Sort of, like, I wonder 
how affected we'll all be in that sense. Yeah. Like even just interacting with people that I know, but being in a big group or something like that, like it's kind of daunting, but meeting, just like meeting people and talking to people in clubs or whatever. Clubs, I don't know. Is there any point in even talking about them? I'm kind of done with the idea of clubs though. Like now, bear in mind all this has happened, I'm excited for bars to open and to be able to sit in a group of people and chat. I was kind of done with clubbing pre-corona, like this time last year. Like I didn't want to spend two days getting over a half decent night anymore. Like those two days were valuable. So if I wanted to go out, it had to be kind of, I knew I was going to have a good night and it was going to be worth it. It was only kind of recently I found myself like craving it again. Yeah. And I kind of like looked at it and I was like, why do you crave this? I don't like drinking anymore. Um, for just that reason, like it really fucks with my body and it takes me days to get over and everything. And I realized it was because of the fact that kind of going into like um the kind of self-love image and like different fronts of yourself thing, nights out made me have to you know like we're like multifaceted human beings we have these different almost like personalities that we step into depending on the situation it doesn't fake it's just how it works yeah and I realized that like going on nights out it made me have to step into a confident Mm. personality and like a feeling sexy feeling beautiful feeling like Uh, walking like with your, your head up kind of thing yeah that was the only opportunity I got in normal life really to do that and like really spend a few hours dolling myself up doing nice things for myself go out with my friends socialize and have that confident thing and I think that was almost like brain training every few weeks yeah reminding myself of like like you can feel sexy you just need to like do this or do that and well not need but you know um and I think because we haven't had that for so long that's really sad that's one of the things starting to affect me like I haven't felt yeah. like uploading an Instagram picture in like nine months I'm a dancer and I would go to clubs and like practice my freestyle hmm. you know it's a space where there's I mean there's not a lot of room but there's really loud music and like you have no control over what's going to be on next and you know you have your drinks or whatever and you'll just be with your friends and be vibing and I would use it to get more confident with like my style as a dancer and then also like just generally feel more confident with um with us in creative industries um not necessarily creative but like like you say you're a dancer so you know that there's going to be times that it's almost like acting it's the same with me singing yeah there's going to be times where I don't know the lyrics in my songs are on about something like like with a bit of sass to it and so you know I'll have, I'll have to perform it in a certain way or I walk out on stage and you know there's thousands of people there and as an introvert that is not like a likely scenario that I would want to put myself in mm-hmm. but nights out are almost like practice for those situations where yeah, you that know, character that you have to tap into yeah the, the performer in you yeah like so yeah that's kind of been providing me with a lot of anxiety recently because obviously now I've like actually signed the thing that says I'm going to be doing those things at some point in the next but my whole like confidence has like disappeared so it would though because the pandemic because like we've been saying we have no 
you know experiences like interacting with that many people so just think about it like it's not going to get any worse from here it's only going to get better yeah and you'll overcome it you'll overcome it when you have more experience and um you start to you know be like taking ownership of like this is my music this is my career this is what i wanted Hmm. and i can't wait for your music i can't wait either because i'm excited to like see i'm excited to see what improves because mm. like like you say you know when you look back on stuff like I've I was going through all my songs trying to write them up writing out some of the old lyrics like some of my old 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 demos thinking like how like this is so bad like how why did I think this is good and like I can see how much I've improved even in the last mm. week so like I think you did your best at the time yeah it's kind of like nice to look back and to think oh wow that's not great because then you you can see how far you've come yeah i mean i'm i'm excited like if i kind of continue on this whole track for like the next year or so i wonder what will actually be the things that are released and yeah like i wonder if i'll look back at stuff i've created like now and think like oh god i've come away since Mm -hmm. then or Maybe it won't be good, who knows? <laughs> no, I know it will be. Don't be silly. I was gutted when you had to take some of your stuff off of SoundCloud because um, I love listening to your songs. What I'm learning in this process is like I was so protective over my art. Mm. Like, like, it was like my art, like yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I'm realising that like it does have to be accessible to people and that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm a sellout and it doesn't mean that being accessible is the same as being like commercial or whatever it's just like not everyone's in my head so Mm. something that like is really particular to me or a lyric or something that might be a bit odd but I like it because it relates to this memory that I have well no one else has that memory so Mm. I've got to kind of really hone the craft of like still having it be authentic and you know I want to make stuff that's a bit abstract and maybe hasn't been heard before or is genreless or whatever but like I still want the average person to be able to listen and enjoy and take something it's also about like letting go a bit yeah you know like you said that you are quite a critic of yourself so am I I think a lot of creatives often are and it's about being a critic but not being so much with perfectionists because perfectionism kills creativity you know yeah yeah, but when you become more established you will be able to then just fully like you know do whatever it is that you want you know when you have created and cultivated like your records and your audience and stuff yeah I think someone like I always bang on about him, but Frank Ocean is like one of my biggest sort of inspirations. Um, and I think he's the perfect example why I'm pretty sure he started as a songwriter. Mm. He wasn't even writing his own stuff. I'm pretty sure thinking about it. Yeah, no, I think all right. Like it was written as like an R&B song or something, or like a, like a country pop song, and then he, he took it for himself. And like he's man, he managed in his earlier stuff to really hit the nail on the head of like doing his thing being different but you know your average Joe will still listen to him but it's almost 
I suppose, like you say, letting go and, and kind of making compromises and thinking, well, like, just because I'm saving bits of my artistry for later dates doesn't mean that I'm compromise, compromising my integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. I think I was too conscious of, of like selling out and being commercial and like, right. I don't want to just be on the ladder for the sake of this or what, you mm. know, but it's about realizing like, well, if you want to do your art, you kind of need to earn the stripes first. Yes. If you yeah. want to have a big label behind you or whatever, funding it and allowing you yeah. to live and make it, you can't have it all necessarily. Some people do, but mm. it's hard, you know. Yeah, you've got to, you know, learn to walk before you can run and all of that stuff. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the Woman Weapon podcast. Really excited to have you back when your music has been released. And then we can talk more about your music side of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And then I'll know, like, what I can talk about. Yeah, what you can and can't say. <laughs> um, but you've got to go, haven't you? Oh, shit. I will do. Alright, thank you, doll. Hope you have a good day. You too. In a bit. Bye.